Hey everybody, it's Keith Valcourt from GeneSimmonsVault.com, and you're listening to Podkist. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be Podcast. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today. And today I'm joined by somebody who it's been really cool to kind of get to know over the last couple of years or so. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Keith Valcourt to the podcast. Thank you, Ken. It's, it's been great to get to know you as well. Not in the biblical sense, but, you know, in other senses. Well, that's after hours, right? That's yeah. that's a whole well, other thing. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. By the way, uh, I, I have to, you know, there, there's a there's been a rule put on us by Gene Simmons that if we don't mention www.genesimmonsvault.com, he will pop in every so often to remind us, okay? Oh, yes, yeah, so that's, that's genesimmonsvault.com, genesimmonsvault.com, genesimmonsvault.com for all things related to Gene Simmons Vault. Uh, um, um, excuse me, gentlemen. Um... I, now listen, the two of you are both very powerful and attractive men, but uh, thank you for the plug. But I'd just like to say that you can get a hold of the Gene Simmons Vault at GeneSimmonsVault.com. Gene Simmons Vault, the largest vault, the largest buck set ever recorded. Mine's bigger than yours. All right, you guys get back at it. Thanks, Gene. Okay, so here we are. So finally you're on the podcast, and... You've been through the ringer this year, both good and bad. You've you've traveled the world, literally, for this project. I have, and continue to do so. Let's talk about how you got involved. I mean, when you were a young kid of 15 or whatever, you never thought you'd be schlepping around playing Igor to uh, <laughs> Gene Simmons' Dr. Frankenstein. How, how did you wind up doing this gig? No, in 1977, when I was 10 years old and all I wanted for Christmas was Kiss Destroyer and my parents being Catholic didn't give me it for Christmas. And on Christmas morning, my my godmother showed up with one thing under her arms unwrapped, Kiss Destroyer, and I played it for three days and then it disappeared. And I found it four years later, broken in half behind my dad's bar. If you told me that that kid whose gateway drug to rock and roll was Kiss Destroyer, would someday be literally the guy, the guy standing next to the guy, or often the guy standing behind the guy. I, I wouldn't have believed it. it and, and basically, you know, I've I've had a luck. I've been very very lucky in my career. I've been very very blessed. I've done a lot of cool things. When I was younger, you know, I worked at Capitol Records for a series of years on the East Coast. Then I went and I pursued my acting career, which was always something that I wanted to do. I worked as a working stand-up comedian. I appeared on lots of television shows. And I was working behind the scenes on a TV show two years ago. And, and like all these TV shows, they don't last. You know, it's not like the golden age where you would last on a TV show. You do 23 episodes and you'd have an, a gig for seven or eight seasons. I did the show. It lasted three seasons. We did 10 episodes a season. And I was looking for the next opportunity. And I have always, when I worked at Capitol, I always loved Rhino Records because I always thought that they did really cool stuff. And always in the back of my mind, even though I left the music business 20 years ago to pursue my acting and my writing, I said, man, if there was ever a chance to work in the record business again, at Rhino Records, I would be interested in doing it. Um, luckily, my buddy Dave Cap, uh, who has worked at Rhino for decades now, he's also my photographer when we were doing interviews for the Washington Times. So, you know, we would be hanging out, interviewing this rock star and that, and I said, hey, man, if there's ever a chance, if you ever hear anything at Rhino let me know and he was always kind enough that anytime something came up he would tell me but it was never the right fit and it just turned out that at one point um he walked into the president of the of the label's office and in the president's office was a gene simmons uh, like a kiss pillow a shape like gene simmons sitting on his couch and the president of the label is is a, is a giant music fan 
but mm-hmm. you know he's like he's a Grateful Dead. He's a Linda Ronstadt. He he's you know he for, he he doesn't you Kiss seemed out of place. So Dave said, "Hey Mark, what's up with the Kiss pillow?" And Mark said, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, we uh, we had a meeting with Gene. He has this idea for this giant box set. We don't know what it's going to be called, what it's going to look like. What we, he's got this idea. We're trying to figure out when you go and Mark's Pincus." The president stopped mid-sentence and looked at Dave and said, does Keith Falcourt still need a job? <laughs> and Dave was like, "What? Well, matter of fact, today is his last day on season three of The Odd Couple. He, he's As of today, he's looking for a job. And he goes, okay, is he a Kiss fan? And so Dave called me up and goes, look, I don't know if this is right for you, but there's this thing. It's an artist. And I, and I was thinking in my head, it's going to be The Grateful Dead. Not that big of a fan. So, uh, you know. Needed a job, but I've always felt that you don't just take a job unless it's the right fit. I know that sounds, you know, pretty altruistic, but it just, you know, if it had been a Grateful Dead ball, I certainly wouldn't have taken the job because it wouldn't have been for me. And and I said, well, what is the job? And he said, well, it's working with Gene Simmons of Kiss. And, you know, and that 10-year-old inside of me lost his mind. I looked at my wife. I put Dave on hold. And I was like, oh, my God, is this thing? He started freaking out. And she's like, okay. Get back on the phone. My wife says, get back on the phone and say yes. And I get on the phone and I said, uh, yeah, I'm interested. And then he said to me, well, are you a Kiss fan? And then, of course, I told him the story about be- 10 years old, which I told at the beginning of this rant. And it turned out that I went in the next day. I met with Mark Pincus, the president of Rhino. He said, look, we don't know what this is going to be. We don't know if it's going to be real. We don't know if we're going to be able to do the deal. We don't know any, we don't, Gene has an idea and we're interested. It's something different. It's something radical. Let's go to Gene's house tomorrow night. And if you guys get along, we'll take it month by month and we'll see if anything comes of this. And that's exactly what we did. The next night I was, you know, nervous. I was driving in my car and there I was, and I was walking up the steps of the house, which I'd seen on Family Jewels for seven seasons. And suddenly I'm in the office and I'm looking around at all the merchandise I wanted as a kid and talking to Gene Simmons. And we hit it off. We shared some laughs. He, he kind of had a rough idea of what he wanted and, more, and, and left three hours later with a handful of free stuff because uh, that's what Gene does when you visit him. He goes, you want some chuchkis? And he hands you free <laughs> stuff. And, and then it just went from there. You know, it, it was like, okay, and it was a series of meetings and, you know, we were off. It was December, not last December, but the previous December, and we started – planning and coming, you know, trying to figure out what it was going to be and what was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine you all of a sudden, you heard that bit from Destroyer for just before God of Thunder. Okay, ready to start something? Yeah, that's that little kid voice. That was that was my inner child as I'm sitting across the desk from him. So. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. This is a Kiss fan's dream, right? It, it absolutely is. You know, I've been very lucky and, and I'm a I'm a giant music fan. You know, there's a lot of different bands that I really love. But Kiss really did for me start it all. You know, I was we had a Pinto. We had an AM radio. It was the 70s. We were listening to Seals and Crofts and whatever came on the AM radio. Kiss really was the first rock and roll that I heard. And that and that Destroyer album really just. It was obviously after it disappeared three days later because my dad didn't want it in the house. I went out and got another copy and snuck it in the house and played it through the headphones so they wouldn't know. So that record was something that literally I was like, wait a minute, this is unlike anything else. And I became a rock and roll fan because of Kiss and remained a Kiss fan over the years. And yeah, to be to be able to do this as a job and to experience and you know, have had all the different members of KISS show up at all these different vaults, it, it really is a dream gig for, for a KISS fan. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky to have it. When you think about it, the vault actually reunited KISS. I mean, it wasn't at the same date. It wasn't at the same time. But both, you know, you know all four of them have showed up to a, to a vault appearance, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's that's been kind of the best thing about the vault. You know, not it, it's it's literally something that Gene wanted to do from his heart. It's his bucket list. We all know he'd been promising a box set for years, whether it was Alter Ego or Monster. And the vault really is a moment where he gets to take us. It gets to stop and look back on his career. And while he did that, he realized that there are guys along the way who are very important. So it was amazing to have you know the the, the launch party where Ace came. 
And then also we had Eric Singer and Bruce Kulick to have those guys come. And then Peter showed up in New York. And then Vinnie Vincent came to Nashville. And then, I mean, and then, uh, you know, and Paul coming to Vegas, too, was just amazing because you got to see that chemistry of the, the brotherhood. And then other people from the universe, you know, Bob Kulick has come to an event. Actually, he came to both of the Vegas events. And then you have all these these different people who, you know, Ken Kelly was at one of the events and Maria Contessa came to Miami and all these people who were so important to, to, to the band and to the formation. And it was it's really nice to see the genuine affection Gene has to get back and to see them and to spend time with them. And then, the, the you know, the, the genuine affection he has to see the fans who have really, as he likes to say, made his life possible. It, it really is about that. You know, it was, it's a moment where he gets to look back and appreciate everything that's happened and to share it with all the former members of KISS that are living has been amazing. You know, we're going to see Tommy's coming uh, to Vegas three uh, on December 2nd. And it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of nice that everyone has got to be part of it. And it even goes beyond that because it's reached out into some weird places in the musical world that you may not have realized would happen. Like, for example, it was weird to see Vanilla Ice <laughs> at one of the vaults. That was kind of bizarre. Well, yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, we're all Kiss fans and and it's obvious to us. But a guy like Robbie Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice, we did a home experience in Miami, and the, the, the guy who threw the house party was like, my friend Robbie is a giant fan. Can he come? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's your guest list. It's your private party. He goes, no, but it's Robbie, it's Robbie Van Winkle. And I went, Vanilla Ice? I'm like, that's, that's crazy. You wouldn't think it. But, you know, Carrot Top came to Las Vegas. Carrot Top is a giant Kiss fan. You've had all these different people who you know who who want to be there and like with for instance with the uh, upcoming we're do, we're doing the LA one on this on December first I can't tell you who but we we just got a phone call the other day from two legendary guitarists who were deeply influenced by Kiss who are out there you know doing it today and 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 one of the guys is like hey can I bring so and so who I tour with who's my singer and I can bring so and and it's just you know it's amazing the people who are all just Kiss fans, and they want they've seen they've seen the vault, and they want to be part of it. They want to come hang out. So that, it's really really cool. Well, there was a phrase I stole from Frank Sinatra a long time ago, or to paraphrase him, it's it's a Kiss world. We we all just live in it, right? So exactly, exactly. It's weird because you probably never you, you know you grow up as a fan, and you know that that Kiss is is big. Kiss is huge. Kiss has earned their place in the rock and roll pantheon. But you've seen this now. And, yeah, you, you're not on the big tour. You know what I'm saying? You're not on the big Kiss tour. But you're seeing this happen, and you're seeing some great numbers coming across your view. Like, for example, you guys have this really neat trifecta circus that you travel with. You've got, on one hand, you've got Gene. And then he's got his appearances, and then there's the vault stuff, and then you've got the Gene Simmons band, right? Yes. Yeah. And sometimes they all work in tandem. And when that happens, it's amazing. Well, and let's and let's talk about that because with Australia, that's all happening. On top of that, why don't we put a little bit of whipped cream and a cherry because the opening band on the Australian dates is Ace Fraley. So you know we get we you get you get to see all of that and it's just yeah it's great when it all comes together and it's it's amazing and it's just you know it's the perfect storm of everything and then like Madrid for instance was a big Kiss show so I got to be there for that I got to see Kiss in Madrid and we did our event the next day and you know to see to see all of it is is just amazing I mean and then it's just it, we have so many laughs and there's so much cool stuff that goes on behind the uh behind the scenes as as these things are coming together it, it again it's a dream it really is a dream gig for 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 myself as a giant kiss fan mm -hmm. now you've also had the gentleman from golden earring he he's popped into one of the vaults yeah uh barry hay came from uh barry hay lead singer golden earring came to our amsterdam vault doro came to our germ our, our frankfurt germany vault which was awesome she actually you know, she, she sang with Gene. We and the, the the beautiful thing is, we invite people, and we you know we don't know if they're going to come, and they've all come, and we don't know what they're going to do when we get there. We say, okay, you know, here's just come, just come and hang out, and then you see 
you know, you see Doro, Gene calls her up on stage and they do a piece of Only You together. And it, yeah, it's just it, these these moments that you don't expect, you, you know, they, they've all kind of come out of the general joy that either A, these rock stars are fans and B, Gene is just happy to be sharing his legacy project with his fans, including some of them who happen to be famous rockers. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of famous rockers and the world's most dangerous band, and that's what Gene and I both call the Gene Simmons Band, the world's most dangerous band. Dora got up and sang War Machine with them. So, so, so let's let's take a listen to Dora with the Gene Simmons Band and some guy named Gene on bass. And here they are, War Machine. <laughs>
this band is going to Australia. They're going to be Ace's band, just just to make sure everybody understands what's happening. So this this same great band that's been backing up Gene Simmons, which, by the way, hold on a second. Come in. Gentlemen, you haven't mentioned uh, GeneSimmonsVault.com. They can get the vault there. Okay. Th thanks. Sorry, Gene. We'll, 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 we'll keep it going. Okay. All right. So does, does he ever make you nervous if you don't plug the show enough? No, early on he made me nervous, you know, but uh, no, we, we believe me, if you're standing next to him and you're talking about it, he he makes it very, he's so good at uh, plugging the show that, I, you know, I don't have to say GeneSimmonsVault.com uh, after saying GeneSimmonsVault.com because he'll say GeneSimmonsVault.com first. Well, it was nice of him to let you out of out of his vault. Yes, to, to do yes. this interview today, but we've got coming to Australia to all of our friends down in Australia. They're going to have a unique vault experience, and we're going to talk about that. But just let's take a look at a few things here. You've got Ace Frehley opening up the show, backed by the Gene Simmons Band, and they you know what they've done to Gene's set list. You know that they're the guys that have said, "Hey, let's do this." When Gene said, "You're crazy, get out of here," right? You know, but. But they talked him into it, so who who knows what they're going to do with Ace. But there's a, there's a whole thing that's going to happen for our friends down in Australia. So why don't you lay it out, what the day is go going to be like for our friends in Australia. So every every one of these vaults have been different. That's the, <clears throat> that's the thing that we say. You know, we have a basic idea of what's going to happen, and sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it goes in a different direction that's, that's cool. With Australia, it's going to be crazy because we're going to be coming in. Gene, Gene and Ace are going to be coming in the day of the Adelaide show. And we're going to do what we're going to do for the Australian fans is different than any other show. Basically, if you bought the vault in Australia, you're going to meet me at the venue the day of the thing. And then you're going to get two tickets to the show. Not only get two tickets to the show that night, you get to come in to sound check and watch the Gene Simmons band sound check. Uh, perhaps with Ace, uh, and you know, there's going to be a whole kind of thing going on there where you get to see what's going to ahead of time what's going to happen. Then we're going to do the vault experience with the meet meet and greets with the one on ones. So everyone who gets to come in is going to get their time with Gene. They're going to get their personalized hand signed vault, and they're going to get their photo and their autographs, two per person, so four plus the vault five. And they're going to then then from there, we're going to put the vaults in a secure storage area and you're going to go rock. You're going to go watch the show. You're going to watch Ace. You're going to watch Gene. And at the end of the night, you're going to find a very tired me and you're going to get your vault and you're going to take your vault home with you. So it's you know, it's different. We're not doing songs and stories like we've done in other cities with the acoustic set that, you know, the, the, the scheduling doesn't allow for that. But instead, you get to see this sound check with, you know, two of the founding members of KISS working out songs and figuring out figuring it all out ahead of time and you get to see both of them perform a full live electric show included in your vault purchase which again that's not happened before that's this is the, this is the first bunch of cities where it all kind of lines up whose vault is it it's going to be yours and congrats to everybody down in australia this is going to be fantastic and uh, i got to tell you i mentioned that uh, you were coming on the show and we got some emails and some responses from some folks down in Australia, and two of them requested this song. You ready? Ladies' Room. So if you've got any uh, juice, there's some Australian fans that want to hear Ladies' Room on, from Gene Simmons and the Gene Simmons Band down there. So I've passed the word on to you. See, I kept my word, guys. Here it is. One step away from Gene. There you go. Well, uh, he, he's in first class. I'm in dogs and luggage. So it's a few steps. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, Ryan and Jeremy, uh, those guys, and Philip, they they are as big a fans as we all are, and they're always trying to get him to do other stuff. And I know that with Ace coming, you know, they're trying, they're finessing both of the set list to give you uh, those those shows are going to be amazing because you're really going to get a whole lot of of the classic Kiss and the deep cuts, and you know, and also in celebration of the fact that it's the anniversary of both of the solo records. So there's going to be there's going to be I think it's going to be an, I, I, the set lists have been pretty solid all along. I'm expecting this this these four nights to be really really special with the songs to play. And you know I can I, I'll certainly mention it to Gene and he'll just look at me and go, "We You're already crazy." Thought, no no he'll go he'll go. We already thought of that. 
So, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that Ryan and those guys have already suggested ladies room. So you you never know. It may happen. It may happen. So that'd be very cool. Well, you know, let's talk about the content of the vault. I mean, everybody probably knows by now what's on this, probably even better than I do. But there's a couple things I want to talk about. Some of your favorite tracks off of the vault and about the culture of the vault. Because when I say that, I mean, you've got everything from the fantastic Julian Gill making this paperback, basically what could be a companion piece to the vault, right? That's something that didn't exist before this. And then you've got all the fans from all the different cities making guitar picks. Yeah. It's just amazing, and they've become collectible on their own. No, that's been great. I mean, the fans, you know, the fans are, have been amazing, and they reached out to me ahead of time, and they're like, "Can I make these?" And we're saying, you know, and the, the philosophy is, as long as you're not selling them, go ahead. You know, so some people make guitar picks, other people made buttons in some of the cities. There were some posters made that we actually worked with our graphic artists to make for Germany, only for, as kind of a as kind of an extra thank you to Frankfurt. So it's yeah, it's the culture of it is great. It's amazing, you know. It's it shows that it's been accepted in in the Kiss fandom, and it's great. And I and I get it. Not everyone and not everyone can afford it. So there's there's definitely that. There's some people who are angry and, and what have you. Totally understand that. But those those who can and, and have accepted it, it's great. As far as the 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 songs go, for me, the I, I you know I've I've been very lucky. I've spent a lot of time with the music. I had the music. Gene and I, we went into Capitol Studios with Robert Vosian and Eric Lenning early on and mastered. That was the first thing we do in, did in the project before we even had it all take shape. We went into the Capitol Studios and did the mastering. And I've had the music for a long time. I was able to get the, you know, the first, we did four or five different passes because we wanted to make it as great as we could. And I just remember you know, getting the first set of CDs and just listening to them and being blown away. For me, it's, it changes my, you know, you can say, well, what's your, what's your favorite song? And it depends on the day or it depends on the week. You know, there's some that have, that say, I love suspicious, which to me, uh, you know, was the original, it was a black and blue song. I love Gene's version of suspicious. It sounds to me like the greatest song Def Leppard never recorded in the eighties. Mm -hmm. I love, uh, I love the, the Doro songs, the songs that ended up being on the Doro record. And the same thing, the songs that ended up being on the Wendy o. Williams record. And then I love the stuff that is just completely unexpected, like Eskimo Sun. And, and there's a song uh, that I like called Queen of Hearts that's very much super 80s pop. You know, you'd expect it to be in the Mannequin movie or something. It's, it's, it's just it's a, it's a great 80s pop soundtrack. You'd never go, hey, that's a Gene Simmons track. Subsequently, you know why it never saw the light of day until the vault because he's expected to do one thing. Um, but the music to me is the un unsung part of it. The experience is fantastic. Meeting him, hanging out with him, do, the, all the stuff. The acoustic shows have been great. The, the cool stuff that's in the vault is great. But the music is underrated. I mean, it really, there's, you know, the Van Halen Brothers tracks, historically, the fact that you get to hear those at all. You never expected that to, to, to see the light of day. Um, so, yeah, it depends. I mean, it really depends. Uh, everybody knows is another favorite. Something seems to happen at night. I've played many a late night in some strange foreign country, not knowing where I am. As, as the day winds down, I play that at top volume until someone knocks on my door in a foreign language and I think tells me to turn it down. Uh, so it, 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 there's, there's a lot of great music. Yeah, there definitely is. And... Uh... You know, I'm going to play a song off the vault, and I know you're probably going, Ken, you can't do that. Ken, you can't do that. Well, I'm going to play the lead-off track, and what it is is it's the Gene Simmons band playing it live. Which is great. I mean, the first time they did it was in, uh, in the Lynn, Massachusetts show, and I was actually there um, and standing on the side of the stage, and to hear Are You Ready live was just fantastic. It's, it's, it's one of those mystery songs you go, how could this have not ended up on a Kiss record? Because it's that good. Well, play DJ and intro it. As Gene or as me? Whatever you want to do. This is Gene Simmons, GeneSimmonsVault.com, the largest box set ever created, available only at GeneSimmonsVault.com. This is the first track on the box set. This is called, Are You Ready? Are You Ready?
one hell of a song you're you're right when i hear that it's like why wasn't that the opening track on monster exactly i mean it's it's so anthemic it's so amazing but you know as gene has said uh in this project when it comes to putting a kiss record together paul's very focused on what kind of songs paul will come in with six seven eight songs and have have his ideas gene said he would just come in with a box of songs and dump them on the table and kind of people go, that's the song. And he would, you know, he would trust in producers, trust in his bandmates that, you know, other songs were more appropriate or, be- or quote unquote better, which I think is, a, is an incorrect term, uh, than other things. And that's why they ended up. And then he would just put the other ones back in the box and put it in his closet and wait until, uh, you know, the next round. And he would come up with new songs. So we never looked back until they had a chance to do the vault. Um, excuse me, guys, but if you'd like to hear that song and so many more. Go to GeneSimmonsVault.com. GeneSimmonsVault.com. Gene's always been very kind when I do that imitation to him. He uh, He's never beat me about the head and shoulders or had me removed, so I'm always happy about that. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Ooh, better watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing that thing where I grab my T-shirt. That's, you know. Yeah, that's the, the Rodney Dangerfield thing where you're pulling on your tie. Zoiks, gee, Scoob. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now, how has the vault changed? You, you've got to see it... From its infancy up till now, you know, the vault is many things, right? Like, someone asked me, was it worth the money? And uh, I didn't know quite how to answer that. A, I didn't have to pay for it because a lot of our listeners out there and people that care about me and my friends got together and crowdfunded it, right? They made it happen. Right. They did yeah. a GoFundMe and made it happen. And I sold some of my artwork and it, it all came together. It was an amazing day and I... I you know, it's like when I'm asked that question, it's like, how can you quantify it? Because if you look at it as just music, you can say, well, it's worth it or it's not, right? Right. But it's so much more than anything tangible. It's, first of all, the, the vault is, is a heavy mother. You know, it's a, it's a definite substantial piece of furniture. It's, it's, it's not some lightweight thing that you're going to get at Kmart. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, and the funny thing is when because when I the first time people got to see it in person 
was on the Kiss Cruise last year. Mm-hmm. And it was great to see people's reactions because people walked up and they were like, oh, I thought it would be cardboard. And I'm like, nope. And they were like, oh, this is, a, oh, this is nice. This is a display piece. But how, how is the actual real vault going to look? And I got to say, no, this is, this is, these are the first four off the production line. This is exactly how it's going to look with, you know, with some tweaks and some, perhaps some color changes, but this is it. And people were like, but it's metal and it's wood. And we're like, yeah, that's what it's going to be. So it's great to see, you know, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's a statement piece, you know, in a time where music is disposable and no one pays for music and everyone steals music and everyone just streams it. He really wanted to create something that showed the value of music. And that's what we, you know, when we were designing and getting the design team together and putting it all together, we worked really hard to get it right. It took, you know, it took months and months on end to get all the pieces. It, it, there are there are smaller versions that sit in, in one of my offices that's, you know, that are rejected prototypes. We, you know, we went through all kinds of different things to get it just right. So it, it would have, as Gene likes to say, it has the wow factor. When you look at the vault for the first time, you say, wow. When you open it and the light comes on, you say, wow. When you take that action figure out and you look at it, and if you, if you take it out of the package and you touch it and the jeans feel like jeans and the leather feels like leather, you say, wow. And that was that was his vision the whole time is to make sure that anyone who sees it goes, wow. So I, I hope that that's what you know people have done. It wasn't worth the money. I, I, I got to believe between the experience and what you got to do and, and the com- sense of community and then the actual box set, I got to believe that I'm, I'm 99% sure the people who bought it said it was worth the money. You know, you're 1% of people who can't or are never going to be happy. Maybe, maybe didn't, but everyone, 99% of them are just happy with it. Well, the wow factor is totally there from the product to what happens, right? First off, the customer service from Rhino, Warner, and everybody there, it's just fantastic. You had a gentleman there in St. Louis, by, a fellow by the name of Eric. Yeah, Eric Eric Milgren, who actually did a bunch of the tours with us. He's um, He was basically, he did a lot of our sound. He did a little bit of the, he did a little bit of, a lot of the logistics of making sure that things ahead were great. And he was very hands-on and helping. Yeah, he pretty much did anything that was needed, and that that guy can hustle. And do me a favor and tell him a personal thank you. I will never forget his kindness and his generosity and the way he treated everybody that day. True professional. Well, absolutely, will. I mean, that's that what that's what we want. We wanted everyone who comes to the vault to feel special because it it is a special thing. It's not. This isn't your standard meet and greet where you stand up against a banner, you take a picture, and you're thrown down the stairs. This is something, it's a special day, it's a special bunch of moments strung together in this experience. And, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that because everyone associated with the project, from our customer service people, Jeff and Sherry and Mac, who answered the phones and helped people, to Eric and myself and my boss, Brian Hay, who have all been at various experiences, we all want to make sure that that's what you leave with you leave feeling like you had this amazing day. And that's, that's our whole, that's our entire focus in, 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 in making it all happen. So is it worth it? Because, you know, you look at what happens during any vault experience. First off, there's the friends that you're going to make from it. That's something you can't put a price on. You also usually get fed at one of these things, it seems like, whether it's a breakfast if it's done in the morning or you guys had a, a, a like a food bar with a, a, with an actual bar and a dessert table. It was amazing in St. Louis. It was fantastic. No one no one thinks, boy, I can't wait to go eat at the Gene Simmons vault, but damn, what a what a nice bonus, you know what I mean? Well, that's and you know what? That goes to Gene's philosophy of giving the fans more. It's in nowhere in the paperwork when you order the vault does it say you're going to get beverages. Nowhere in the in the videos where Gene when we initially launched it Gene says, I'm going to come to your city and hand deliver the vault to you in an event. He doesn't say he's going to do songs and stories. He doesn't say there's going to be food. He doesn't say that, oh, by the way, you might be standing there and all of a sudden Robert Fleischman, who's played with Vinnie Vincent, might just be hanging out or, you know, or whoever might show up. But our philosophy, based on what Gene wants to do for the fans, is always give the fans more than they expect. And that, you know, and that's the, the food and the drink are a big part of that. 
we've done that at different things where no one's expecting that. And then all of a sudden you get it and it's like, wow, that's that's even more. Yeah. Is it worth the money? I, I honestly would say so. Is it something that everyone can afford? No. I, you know, I, I, I get that and I completely understand it. But if you can, it's it's definitely worth the money. The memories, you know, I look back at the, the, the photos of everyone on the website because, you know, you get your professional photo and I look at people's faces and I remember those moments where people got to meet Gene. And a lot of people have met Gene before, but they got to talk to Gene. I remember the people telling their stories and crying and Gene hugging them. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember the tears and the triumph. And, and, and that's, you know, that right there, those are the greatest memories of it to see you know, that moment where you get to hang out with this guy who's meant so much to all of us. This is where you see how big it actually is. When you, like, for example, at the St. Louis one, again, I'm speaking from, you know, my my experience. There was a gentleman there who had enjoyed Kiss in his high school years, but the, the, the thing that he loves about Gene Simmons is Gene Simmons, the guy who writes books, gets on, uh, you know, news shows and talks, and talks about his mother and the intelligent guy who, who you know, rambles on about all this stuff. And he, he's a business owner, and he looked at Gene as a positive inspiration. So it was weird because here I'm sitting with all my fellow brethren and sister of the Kiss Army, right? Brothers and sisters. Yeah, and his sister in a word. All right, I'll let it go. Go ahead. No, I I just made it up just for the show, you know. You know, Gene, Gene being the, Gene being an English teacher might not let you let you get away with that, but go ahead. That's true. That's true. You know, it's it was weird because you had this person who was into Gene from a business standpoint, who admired him because of his work ethic and his love of his mother, and he decided he's on the treadmill one day watching, you know, CNN where Gene's on, and he's hawking the vault, and he says, "I want to do this." I want to go meet Gene Simmons. So he was there amongst the rest of the Kiss fans. And then there was a woman who just loved Kiss growing up, and her husband said, I want to do this for you. Yeah, and there have been people, there have been young people who have, who who don't know the music but love the reality TV show. You know, we had Shannon mm-hmm. from the Chicago, and we had we had people in Chicago who were like, who a couple of people were like, you know what, I, I, Gene's great, but I'm really a Shannon. I'm a fan of them of Gene and Shannon on the reality show, so they came for that. Yeah, I mean, when you have such a, as an amazing career and as amazing life as he's had, he, he, there are so many people who you touch with things that you've done and things that you create, and you know, it's a, it's great that the vault gives everybody an opportunity for whatever reason to have that moment, to have that special contact. With Gene, whether you're a Kiss fan or a reality TV fan or a fan of his business, his business books and so forth, it's nice to that every everyone comes together and and gets to have that moment. Absolutely. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot here. There's a lot of times people only focus on Gene the rock star, Gene the businessman, but you and I have both seen Gene go out of his way for people who have been down on their luck or they're in situations, maybe it's their health, maybe it's something else. But KISS is famous for doing a lot of stuff with charity and Gene Simmons is part of that. I'm sure that you've seen Gene do a lot of stuff at, at these vault appearances where he's he's really reached out to, to people that have been in a, in a way. Can you maybe share a story or something from the from along those lines? Yeah, but the the thing about the thing about Gene's charity, as opposed to a lot of other celebrities' charity, is he's not looking for the attention to be shined on him for doing it. You right. know, we know we we've all seen Kiss does a lot with uh, with our soldiers and and our wounded soldiers and so forth, and that that goes with Gene uh, a long way. I've seen him do stuff with uh, our military the the you know that he's i'm not going to tell you details of because honestly he doesn't do it for publicity he but i've seen there have been just genuine moments on the road where where he's we've had guests come there non-paying guests people who were were literally in in one situation or another and gene felt it was important to have them be part of it we've you know there's been situations where on vault off days we'll be in a hotel and he's inviting people to come have breakfast with him who, for one reason or, you know, some sort of a hardship or whatever. And they obviously they couldn't have the vault. And he's taken the moment 
to spend time with them. He's, you know, he's, he, he makes it a point, not because he has to, and not because he wants the cameras there, but because that's who he is. There's a legitimate love of fans, and there's a legitimate feeling of he wants to give back because he knows how blessed his life is. He knows how lucky he is, you know, from, from with, his, with his mom's beginnings, where the fact that he even got to be in America and, and succeed above and above every dream possible, he knows and he appreciates it. I'll share one thing. There, uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we had a gentleman uh, who was waiting to meet Gene, and he, was, he had a stroke while he was waiting to meet Gene. And he was about three or four people away from meeting Gene, and we, we knew something was terribly wrong. So the EMTs came, and, and this was unbeknownst to Gene. You know, we, 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 kept, the, we kept things moving along, and we, we helped this gentleman. We got him to EMT. We got him to the hospital. And then at the end of the day, I said, Gene, I have to tell you what happened to this gentleman. His name Darren. And I told him the whole story. And without flinching, Gene is like, let's go to the hospital right now. And I said, well, we, we can't do that. He's in the ICU. He, you know, he's, he, we, he, he's in rough shape. We're going to see what happens. Gene made it a point every day for two weeks after that to keep in contact with this guy and, and with his, with his fiance, now his, now his bride and his friend and keep and, and make sure that this guy was okay. And he, he's, he, the guy's made a, 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 a pretty solid recovery and we're going to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana um, in October as part of this uh, package we're doing with Sweetwater and Gene's going to see him, it, not, you know, on a, on a, on a, in a private moment. He's going to get together and he's going to see him. Most of the people w- it would either call the press and say, hey, please come look at this, or they wouldn't even bother. He, he genuinely wanted to make sure this guy was okay and has kept the contact with him and, you know, and, and is making good on a promise that this person is going to get to spend time with Gene now that he's strong enough to do so. Well, I can testify to this sort of kindness that Gene has, the, the, the heart that Gene has, because when I was in the hospital, he, he called and checked up on me. And when we, we were at the event, the first thing he did when he walked through the door, he had 100 people waiting. He knelt down and talked to me, and he didn't have to do that. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, your kid in 1977 or whatever, and, and you know, you were 10 or whatever, and, and I'm, I'm looking, this is the guy who was on my wall in 1978, you know what I'm talking about? It, it's just amazing that he still has this energy to do this. And speaking of energy, do you ever see him actually get tired? No. <laughs> there are many, there are many, actually, early, you know, early on the days were very, very long, so we had to find a way to, to make things go smoother. But no, it's funny. He doesn't complain. Um, he goes, he's doing this because he wants to do it. So that's the main motivation. And there, and there every day, he, when we do the vault experiences, we get it. And he goes through it, and he's got more energy. And then, obviously, when we're on planes, you know, th- that's the time to fall asleep. But no, he 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 doesn't grouse. He doesn't complain. He doesn't. He just he goes and he's happy to be there. And when it's done, it's done. It's time for room service and movies. It's not you know there's there's the, it it turn it, he goes to his room and, and relaxes. But there's not uh, the, the energy the man has at 68, almost 69 is just it's impressive. I hope you know I'm I just turned 51. I hope to have that much energy you know 17, 18 years from now. Uh-huh. Now, the vaults are kind of winding up here soon, huh? Well, well, yeah, so what we have coming up, we have the four shows in Australia, which are coming up at the end of this month. We're going to Adelaide, we're going to Melbourne, we're going to Sydney, we're going to Brisbane. So those four are happening. When we get back from there, we, uh, we have September as kind of a quiet month. October, early October 6th and 7th, Gene will be going to Fort Wayne, Indiana for Sweetwater. Sweetwater is an instrument company in Fort Wayne. And they wanted to do a vault experience on steroids. So they approached us. We met. We talked about it. It's going to be a two-day event. Uh, you get your vault experience, your songs and stories, your Q&A. But uh, on one of the days, you get to go into the recording studio with Gene. You get to record vocals. You get to see him play a bass part and record that as well. So it's kind of a it's a super vault, if you will. Um, that, that experience, of course, like everything else, GeneSimmonsVault.com. You click on Sweetwater. And they'll and the directions to go from there. But so that's going to be Fort Wayne, and then in uh, later in October we go on the Kiss Cruise 
you know, we're going to be doing the vault at sea. So we're going out. We, we all leave Miami. I believe it's October 31st. And we'll be doing a uh, vault experience at sea. It'll be, you know, similarly songs and stories and uh, meet and greets and so forth on the Kiss Cruise. And then when we get back, we're gearing up really for the, for the I, I like to call them, they're like a rap party almost for the year, the celebration vault. So December 1st, Los Angeles, California, and December 2nd in Las Vegas. December 2nd, Tommy Thayer, I can announce that. Tommy Thayer is our special guest in Vegas along with a couple of other people that uh, are, are promised to pop by. Um, and those are kind of going to be our, our songs and stories, farewell to songs and stories, because in the new year, there are several plans that based around what, uh, what we hear is going to be happening with a certain band. And so what we want to do is we want to end the year and, and like literally say, okay, wow, let's look back. This was an idea that so many people told Gene, you can't do that. That so many people told me, you're never going to be able to make something that looks like that. You know, they told they told Mark at the label and Brian at the label, you guys are insane. Um, and it's a chance, chance for us to go, yeah, but look at how many fans we made happy. Look at what, what, what we got done in this year. And it'll be the farewell to songs and stories, but it'll be a party. And we're working on something that should be announced hopefully in the next couple of weeks that if you're a previous vault buyer, and you want to come by a second vault, great. We'd love to have you at the, either L.A. or Las Vegas. But let's say you don't want a second vault, but you want to be in on the party. We're working out a deal right now. The previous vault buyers will be able to pay to be at the party. And you'll get to you get the songs and stories. You get to hang around. You get the photo op with Gene. You won't get a vault, but you'll be able to be part of the celebration. So we all get together and say, hey, look, you know, look at look at what the Kiss Army, the Kiss Army, Kiss Navy, Kiss Kiss fans, we all got together and we had this amazing year. And oh, by the way, here's what's coming next year, uh, it, which will be announced once uh, once the other the other uh, group announces what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you don't have the vault or you don't get the vault, whose who's, who's vault will that be? Well, it won't be yours, but you can go to GeneSimmonsVault.com and, and it will be your vault then, right? It'll be, your, it'll be nothing but your vault. That's and right. Uh, yeah, and you know, and the reality is this: we only made a limited amount. You know, we're hoping going into next year, if 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 what we hear is going to happen is going to happen, we're going to be able to do these kind of special events around the tour, and they'll be small. But I got to tell you, we only made what we made. We're not making more. So as we roll into next year, if we're very lucky and this this tour kicks off and we can do these events, I wouldn't imagine if you want the vault, L.A. and Vegas are definitely going to be the the chances to get it because as we go into next year it's not gonna the stock quote unquote is not gonna is not gonna last forever we are gonna it's a we're gonna run out of vaults at some point it's uh-huh. that's just a reality of the project we're you know we will eventually run out of vaults we will sell out of vaults and then once they're gone they're they're you know they're they're gone basically uh-huh. now one of the people I really love that you work with is named John Hughes great guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we work with him through our Monkeys podcast, which started because of this Kiss podcast. So it's a strange, small world. And John's become a bit of a friend to us, and he's been on Zilch several times, and he's worked with us with some other things, some contests, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. But John, whenever he's on the show, he'll sometimes say, wouldn't that be something? He has yeah. that saying that he uses. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. There's rumors... And whispers in the air. Is there possibly a vault too? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? No, yeah. look, look, the, the reality of of the material is, you know, somebody put that out on the internet that there'd be a vault too. The reality is, is there more material available? Yes, yes, there is. Uh, could potentially you do a vault, a second vault? Sure, potentially you could do it. That's something. That, you know, down the line, if Gene decides to do, that's a conversation that will be, you know, will be had then, right? In the here and now and for the next, I would say for the next 12 months, the reality is Vault 1. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's material there. And and certainly Gene would, uh, would be willing to share. And I know Paul posted a picture on one of his socials about some tapes he found. So... You, you, you never know. Well, right now, people are speculating. Right now, after hearing that, you know what they're thinking, don't you? What's that? A kiss vault. 
Well, you know, there, there's been long talk of that, but I don't know. You know, re remember, Gene's been wanting to do this vault for over a decade. So I don't know. I don't know the conversations. You know, the reason we were able to do the vault is because this is material that Gene owns. Right, right, right. I don't know the specifics of what it would take to do a Kiss vault because I don't know, you know, dealing with Universal and dealing with the other former members. I don't know who owns what. So I don't think that if, if you saw Vault 2, I don't think you'd see a Kiss Vault, at least not to the best of my knowledge, through Rhino. But again, you never know. It just comes down to, it comes down to demand. It comes down to who owns what and, you know, who, and, and the time. I mean, it's all about the timing. You know, Gene had this year available to us to go out and do the vault because Kiss didn't have a lot going on. They had, they had a bunch of shows. And he had this year to do a lot of stuff with the Gene Simmons band. Who knows if, uh, again, if the rumors are true, he won't necessarily have time to be putting out a vault in the next couple of years. But we'll see. Well, I just hope that if there is a vault, too, whether it's a Kiss one or a Gene one, that it matches the same height because Papa needs a, a new set of end tables. You know what I'm saying? Listen, listen. You know, buy if you buy a second vault, it, it, they do make nice end tables. I, uh, I, I joked about that on the Kiss cruise because... We, we had our display models on the cruise, and we were like, oh, we should, and they were told, don't leave them out. If you leave them out, they're going to disappear. So every night, I would roll them back to my cabin, and my buddy Mike, who was helping, we'd put them in the cabin, and, I, and damned if you didn't put them by the sides of the bed, that they, they were really, both beds, rather, they were really nice end tables. So mm -hmm. Very cool. Now, I want to tell you what I did with my vault. Uh, I got one of those toppers that has the light. Have you seen that? I have. Those are awesome. Oh, it's a great way to protect your investment. You can make the damn thing do tricks. It's amazing. You, you, I'm, I'm already set for Christmas. I'm just going to haul that bad boy beside the tree and throw a little Christmas tree right there and uh, put put the jean thing on, maybe make a little Santa hat for him. And there you go. I'm already set for Christmas. But uh, uh, it's amazing. And uh, Peter Tork of the Monkees sent me a Gene Simmons Christmas ornament of all, of all things. And... Oh. Uh, I stuck that damn thing in the secret compartment. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it it, it 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 and you mentioned Christmas, and obviously, if people are on the fence and they haven't bought it yet, or they've been saving, or you know, some people have said to me, "You don't understand. I I've been driving Uber to save up the money." Whatever it is, it really is. If you have a Kiss fan in your family and you haven't done this yet, being able to send them to the Gene Simmons Vault as a present, for especially with the LA. And uh, the LA and Vegas ones, December first and December second. It's a real, it, it, it is a cool gift, and it's a statement piece. It's not like you know, oh, here's a gift, you know, here's a gift card to Target. Well, that, that's great. You can buy toilet paper and stuff at Target, but you know, a vault really says, hey, look at this. You know, this is something special. And and oh, by the way, you're gonna hang out with Gene on top of that. So. Well, I'm going to say that what happens at the vault, and the people that you meet, and the just the experiences that you have. It's it's definitely something you cannot buy, if you know what I mean. So yeah. take that into account. If you've got a KISS fan, uh, so let's 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 just cut the shit. Let's be real. If you're a KISS fan, get your wife to listen to this part right here, okay? If you really love a KISS fan <laughs> This is what you do. This is what you do. It's within your means, you go to GeneSimmonsVault.com and you click on Las Vegas or Los Angeles. And you be the or the Kiss if you happen if you're a Kiss fan you happen to be on, going on the Kiss cruise you you know you click on one of those and yeah it, it does make it's a cool Christmas present I mean you know I I go back to '77 if all I wanted Destroyer was under my tree and this this I was lucky to get my vault and you know and I, my wife won't let me put it under the tree but you know it's it's one of those cool things it's like it it just seems like it, it it's like dreams coming true if you're a Kiss fan. Agreed. And you know, there's you talk about like the detail on the knob on the safe. It's got yep. the Gene Simmons logo there. And then when you open it up, it lights up. Like that's that's genius. That is fantastic. I love it. Again, he didn't. We couldn't. We no, none of us wanted to make it cheap. We wanted the wow factor the whole way. The the knob it spins. It does. It's not a real combination because it would have added 50 pounds of weight to a 40 pound box set, which would have been a bad idea. Plus, people would have forgot their combination. 
And then they're online with uh, Rhino customer service for the next five years. Exactly. It's like, could you tell them about combination? And then you have, you know, you're right. You have the thing in the middle, you, the, the, the plating in the middle. We wanted to have that. We wanted it to light up. We wanted the compartment, the secret compartment, to have a little spring-loadedness to it and you, when, you, when you found out your cool gift inside. The coin, the figure took nine months. The coin took about six and a half months. We, you know, we went through so many different processes to make it all quality and to, again, to bring that wow factor to every aspect of it. The book, you know, the book itself as a takeaway. Oh, take my away, God. It's huge. Yeah. And it's just, and the stories that are in it and the photos, you know, Ken Sharp, who's a great writer, Ken and I spent weeks in Gene's basement going through boxes of old photos and one of my favorite one of my favorite moments along those lines is you know we're looking through these boxes of old photos they're loose photos he's got these portfolios with everything organized but aside from that <clears throat> he's got loose photos so we're looking through a box and we see this picture of teenage Gene with this this beautiful young lady you know he's probably 15 16 17 so is she and then we go we go who's this Gene he goes, oh, that's Nancy. And Nancy, the song, which had never seen the light of day, officially, is on the vault. So we were able in the book to put the picture of Nancy and Jean next to the story about Nancy, the song, which, you know, little moments like that, they were, they were, they were almost meant to be. You, you couldn't have planned it. It was just, but that's the kind of detail where we were like, we spent all that time finding the right pieces to put in the right places. Fantastic. Uh, we've got a question from Wade. He says, the people who receive prepacks for canceled events, are, are they supposed to return them if they received refunds instead of rescheduling? No. I mean, look, the, look, the, the canceled events were an unfortunate thing. You know, un unfortunately, Gene's schedule is always changing. And in some cities, un unfortunately, other stuff came up that he that he had to do. So, no, if you got to if you. If you went to, you were coming to an event, it got canceled. You got your refund back. You, you opted not to come to a different city, and you got the prepack. That's for you doing. That's a, that's kind of a that's kind of a hey, sorry, thank you from us. So enjoy, you know, enjoy the T-shirt, enjoy the laminate, enjoy the the hand signed golden ticket and the download card of a song. And you know, maybe in the new year when everything's announced, maybe he will be in your town the day after a show with the big band, and maybe then you can you know, rethink about coming to rebuying the vault. That's all in the, in the, in the hopeful stage, but no, if you got the prepack and for one reason or another, you couldn't, the event didn't happen. Please just enjoy the prepack, you know, with my apologies for not being able to, to have it make it to your, your to your city this year. So Wade bonus score. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy Wade. All right. Well, being gracious with your time, and I'm glad that Gene let us have you this long. We have to, uh, you know, buy the con contractual agreement here. Right. We've got to say GeneSimmonsVault.com. Actually, this is not true, but uh, if Gene was here, he would be so proud of us for pimping this thing out, right? He would, and he'd like me to tell you a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? GeneSimmonsVault.com. <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, well thank you, know. you and, and have fun down in Australia. We'd like to send a special shout out and a special hello to one of our listeners and friends, Rise Lett from Australia. He's been a big supporter of the podcast and he actually uh, helped make the rock and pod thing happen. And he's down there and he's recently had a bout with cancer, but he's kicking its ass. So thank you, Rice, and just stay strong and. Keith and I are sending out positive waves and smiles and hopes for you, buddy. Absolutely. And, and, and hey, Ken, thank you very much for all the support. Thank you to all the fans who, you know, who have made this what it is for all the support, for all the kind words. And, yeah, Australia is going to be amazing. Sweetwater in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The cruise is going to be amazing. L.A. and Vegas, we're looking forward to it. We're looking to, forward to ending New Year strong. And it, hopefully, as soon as everything else is announced, uh, you know, continuing – and, and bringing the vault to people in 2019. I think that 2019 is going to be a very big year in the world of KISS. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, wouldn't that be something? John, you know, John Hughes is going to probably charge us for using his catchphrase. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of PodKISS. GeneSimmonsVault.com. Say bye, Keith. GeneSimmonsVault.com. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. 
And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, thank you for listening to Podcast, the KISS fanzine for your ears. <laughs>